This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, I'm also excited to talk to Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 mo- podcast moderator, who is without a hat today, somehow, uh, if you're watching on video. And these videos go up almost immediately on the Adam Gold Show page on YouTube. Uh, how how are you, Will? Are we on YouTube, too? I thought we were just on, like, local... No, these things, we, we, we post everything on YouTube. Alternate channel is. We post yeah. everything on YouTube. So. You have your own YouTube page? How oh, cool. How exciting. You're basically like Mr. Beast. <laughs> that's what, you know, that's what my son calls me. No, he doesn't. I tell I tell Robbie I'm a YouTuber all the time. Well, you are. Yeah. You guys yeah, are so all are you. you get, well, yes. <laughs> and I'm, you got uh, your YouTube page. I, you're a YouTuber. I might have multiple YouTube pages. We have an Adam that Gold sounds Show. Like a, that, sounds like a, that sounds like an administrative screw-up more I'm, than anything else. I'm not yet on fans only. Maybe we do that at some point. Oh, only fans. Only fans. Uh, it's no, probably good that you don't know that. <laughs> that's good. That's oh, no. Good. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a wise, whether it was intentional or not, it's a wise screw up on your part. All right, let me, should <laughs> so we just talk about I, I think I'm the idiot for being correcting you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so, yeah, good. I'm such an innocent man. All right, let's, uh, let's get to, first of all, do you think the Ravens? Not that you're feeling good after losing that game. Can't wait! I can't can't wait to be at like my son's basketball game on Saturday, and somebody's like, "Why are you talking about OnlyFans on the radio?" <laughs> or, or maybe somebody asked you about no Nolita heel. If you know, you know. I have no idea. I'm glad I yeah, don't know. You, do you, yeah, you are. I'm. <laughs> All right. So the the Ravens are probably happy that their game was the first game and not the second game because all we're talking about here uh, is Dan Campbell yeah. and his decision. Dan Campbell got him off the hook, huh? He's, well, sort of, yeah. I mean, I mean, in Baltimore, they're not talking about Dan Campbell's decisions, uh, but there were only two games. We will eventually get around to why Baltimore fell short against Kansas City, but let me start with the, because the, I think there were four de- four decisions that are worth talking about, and we put I put them up uh, in a poll. Which of these decisions was the worst? Uh, the field goal before the end of the first half, the fourth down try on the first possession of the second half after San Francisco kicked the field goal, the fourth down try down three in the fourth quarter, and then the ter- the timeout they took late in the fourth that essentially ended the game when they didn't get the onside kick um i think it was the timeout i think they they had to be prepared if they were going to run the ball on third down they had to be prepared they were going to have to run another play and they had to do that quickly because taking the timeout really ended the game it ended it Uh, i'm I'm with you look i mean you you know we can and um i mean yeah i mean all all my group chats last night were a buzz about the fourth down decision making and um shout out to my buddy Nathan who just shamelessly berates me for the numbers every time somebody goes for it on fourth down on right. on ATW. But um you know I think that uh I think that the only one that for me, like if Dan Campbell wants to go for it on fourth down, go for it. If he wants to like do what you do what you he's been good about this all mm-hmm. year long. He's been aggressive it's part of the reason we do call him Dan Gamble. We love seeing him do it. And I think it's crazy to change your identity midstream, particularly in a playoff matchup. Right. Having said that, the, the go, running the ball on third down, down by the goal line, and and then burning a timeout before the fourth down. Because, and, like, granted, it's great that you, you call a timeout because you want to make sure that you can 
Uh, you have a play call in place to go for it, but then you cannot stop the clock. Right. You're forcing yourself to get the onside kick. And and honestly, I think that's not so much a in-the-moment failure as it is sort of a pre-planning failure. It's kind of something right. you usually see from Cal Shanahan. They should have had, when they got the first down, um, and they, they called the timeout with a minute left, they scored the touchdown with 56 seconds left, they really should have just kicked earlier in the possession. And or they should have kicked on the the previous fourth down. Now it's worth noting Michael Badgley, their kicker, uh, sub sixty percent from forty five to forty nine yards. Oh wait a second, sub sixty percent from forty five to forty nine yards. So why yeah. does, why was everybody just assuming that in the third quarter and then and then in the fourth quarter that those would have automatically been successful field goals? Well, that's part of the failure when we have this discussion is that people say you take the points. You're not. You're not. You're not getting three you points. You can't just ask for the points and they hand them to you. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not like it's not like it's, not like it's a pass back in an NC State football game. You're not like wow. walking through the gate and getting handed a a ticket. It's like I'll have a pass back. This I don't. I don't know why that's what I thought. It's fine. Um, it's it's it's, it's, uh, all good. it's you're not being given three points. It's just there's a percentage chance of converting. The field goal, all of that goes into play when you're talking about whether or not to go for it. And if Badgley's, a, if you're doing like two 60% chances, I mean, you're probably going to get one of them. Right. <laughs> like that's what the bad right. says. You're probably just going to get one. But if you're, but if he's 59.8%, which I think is what it, maybe it's 59.4%. I have to, but it's he, 59 something. Either way, the Lions probably feel like their odds of converting a, four, a fourth and two is higher based on their success rate doing it. In fact, I would almost guarantee you that the, the odds of them doing it are higher than Badgley's kick conversion rate. So, Especially the way San Francisco was playing. But Right. But that aside, you're going to have to get a field goal at some point if you right. want to take it to overtime. They probably should have kicked earlier and then just kicked off and played defense because or, one of the things – let, let, well, let, let, let me let me just drag it back a little bit. They pick up a first yeah. down. They get to like the 15 or so yard line. And it took about almost 20 seconds. Maybe Let's say 15 seconds. Because I, I, I actually think it was closer to 20. Before they actually snapped the ball. As they were getting set. And the, off, the center was calling out. Uh, the yeah, I've, got, I've, got the, I've, got the, I've got the numbers right in front of me. Right. It's at, they ran no huddle at, at 1.39 on the clock. Goff hits the porter for eight yards. They get a first down. Oh, excuse me. They had a first down with one th- inside the two minute warning. They ran that. They ran that play. It's one thirty nine. They get that off. Um, they hit Amon Amon Ross St. Brown for one thirty seven. Second and two. They get a first down at the nine with and then run a play with one sixteen left. Right. So maybe on first and goal from the nine, you spike the ball to stop the clock so that time mm. doesn't run off. Right, because yeah. it it you know it siphoned twenty or so seconds off you know out of the game, um, but even so, if you throw the ball on third down, you don't have to worry about calling the timeout if it's an incomplete pass, or at least have the next play call ready so you don't end your chances of winning the game. I'm not against trying to score that touchdown because it's easier to get in field goal range than it is to have to score another touchdown when the other team knows they just need to keep you in bounds. I get it. Uh, but there there comes a point where you wait too long. Here's the other part of this conversation. Will Brinson is here, and I'm, I promise we'll get to the Ravens uh, and the Chiefs because historically speaking, we should be talking about the Chiefs. Um, I guess somewhere along the line, everybody forgot that according to DVOA, the 49ers 
have like a top 10 all-time offense since they yeah. have been tabulating whatever data they tabulate. And at some point... Mid-80s, I think. Right? Yeah. And, at, and at some point, with Detroit defense, especially their pass defense, not being as good, at some point they were going to start making plays. 281 yards of second-half offense in the first five drives. I guess that was San Francisco getting theirs, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's sort of... Sometimes we lose sight of the bigger picture when, you know, they had a 24 to 7 lead at halftime and they lose 34 31. You know, I think 34 31 is probably a predicted score for a lot of people out there before <laughs> the game ever kicked off. Right. Like the idea that the idea that San Francisco was not going like, to be like, game's over. It's like, dude, San Francisco can score points and they can score them quick. Yep. They're an explosive offense. They have not had a ton of success coming from behind, and I do think that Kyle Shanahan is more of a front-running play caller, and I think Brock yep. Purdy's more of a front-running quarterback. Um, but, you know, at, at the same in the same vein, this is a an offense that has Christian McCaffrey, has Brandon Ayuk, has, um, you know, Debo Samuel, has, has Kyle George Juszczyk. Kittle. They didn't even George use Kittle. George Kittle. Yeah, he was a I blocker, uh, can, can, and, and I, I do think that part of the problem is watching the game in real time after Dan Campbell kicked the field goal and fourth and goal, fourth and it was like fourth and three and a half probably. In hindsight, he went down and looked, and it was like that. You know, it was just they kicked the field goal before halftime, right? Um, you know, felt like oh, that's a very un-Dan Campbell thing to do, and then everything went not their way. You know, like immediately after, it's like whether it was the fumble on first down by Jameer Gibbs, whether it was um, you know, blitzing a cornerback and having him grab Brock Purdy, but Purdy somehow gets out of his grasp and hits George Kittle for a toe-tap first down. It's like, it, you know, whether the punt that should be down, like you think it's going to be down to the one, right. it ends up going, you know, like everything went the 49ers way and went against Detroit. And so it felt like just, you just felt the pressure yeah, it felt like, oh, this is a collapse. But in reality, I think it's maybe more like, I don't know, Detroit went ape in the first half on both sides of the ball, and the 49ers played a much better second half, adjusted, and got a ton of breaks. Yeah, the second half is actually the way I thought the game would be played. I really thought that San Francisco would be able to control Detroit, but Detroit's run game in the first half was beyond beyond the pale of of really comprehension, and that's why I thought they should have gone for it on the first one. Twenty-eight to seven is a knockout punch. Just it might not be a yeah, knockout punch. Way. It it just felt differently. Um, all right, we, we, you didn't even mention the Brandon Ayuk catch off the uh, of Vildor's I mean, face. It was, it was yeah, just amazing. yeah, dude. Like, right? I mean, that kind of stuff was going their way, and then you know, Detroit has the flea flicker to JMO that you know is it just everything went San Francisco's way in that second half. All right, let's let me get to the other game because I think. Uh, we only got a few minutes left, and I want to talk about the historical. Uh, look, Patrick Mahomes may end up being more decorated than any quarterback in the league, and that includes Tom Brady, depending on how long he plays. Uh, but he is about to play in his fourth Super Bowl in his five years as a starter, right? It's insane. Right? It's insane. It's, he's, they have been in the conference championship game for every single year. Well, no, he's been to six. Six, six conference championship games as a starter. So this is his seventh year in the league. He's going to his fourth Super Bowl. He's already got two wins. Um, so we're sort of on track. Is he going to play till he's 44? I don't know. Uh, anyway, he... I don't need to, to 
most <laughs> pretty. Well, they don't have weapons. Everything we've been saying about Kansas City this year is still true. Their wide receivers are just okay. Shouts to Marquez Valdez Scantling for making another big play um, for the set. You know, two games in a row. Rashi Rice is a nice underneath guy, but essentially Baltimore could not stop Travis Kelsey. Couldn't eleven catches. A lot of that was in the first half, but eleven catches. He's now the all-time leading receiver in postseason history for a total number of catches. Mahomes and Kelsey, that's history to me. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone can do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's a long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it's the best defense he's ever had, which is is pretty fascinating. And if you you know, again, this game, like you take it from a thirty thousand foot viewpoint, and the Ravens had the you know the one touchdown to Zay Flowers early in the game in the first quarter. Right. We got we got three touchdowns. It felt like this game was going to be off the chains offensively <laughs> through the first twenty minutes of game time. Right. Right. The two. To the touchdown to Kelsey, the answer from the Ravens. Um, you know, the Chiefs didn't go and get make it 14-7 early in the second quarter. Yep. 10-56 left. Pacheco scores. There wasn't a touchdown the rest of the game. There was only Both three points just, the rest of the game. No, I, no, there was, uh, there was uh, six uh, points. Six. Each, yeah, team, six each team kicked the field goal. Yep. Um, and I, I think I think what that speaks to, one, is the defense. It also speaks to the fact that the Ravens' defense was historically good and a really dangerous unit. And what happened was Mahomes showed up to that game and he went sort of 11 for 11, and he was just unbelievable. He was great. He was just unbelievable. He was so dialed in, so locked in. And when he's like when he comes to play like that, he is just impossible to stop. He's too good. And... That's sort of the story of the Chiefs this season where, to me, it reminds me a lot of Patriots teams that would get to the playoffs and you'd be like, all right, yeah, this is, yeah, they, they got this terrible division. The Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins stink. But, you know, Brady's in the yeah. playoffs. They got home field advantage. This is a very good Patriots team. And they'd get to the playoffs and they'd just have better coaching and better quarterbacking. Yeah. And they'd have their elite weapons step up. And sometimes they'd have a great defense. And that's what this Chiefs team is. And that's why they're back in the Super Bowl. You know, they 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 had to go on the road. They didn't have a home field advantage. Um yes. they beat the Bills, they beat the Ravens. They did it, they did it with defense and with Mahomes just being Patrick Mahomes and flipping the switch when the playoffs got here. And that's just something that you we saw over and over again with the Patriots. Like, all right, you know, like this isn't the this isn't the Patriots year. And they would flip the switch and Brady would be great. And that's what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. As long as Travis Kelsey wants to play, it's I just don't know. I don't know how you beat that duo. Tight ends who can move like him and catch like him yeah. are too difficult to deal with. Uh, real quick, like we got like a minute here. Um, the Ravens are going to have to live with this, uh, with the way they really 
melted down. Whether it's Flowers and the fumble going in, uh, the his taunting penalty, which yeah, I mean, you can't, bad. you just can't do that. You can't cost yourself 15 yards when you're trailing like they were trailing. Uh, the Lamar Jackson interception, which man, just throw it away. I, I don't know why you're trying to force it into. To me, that wasn't pi. I understand what Gene Steratour said, and by the way, you probably should look at the video before you say that the contact happened after the interception. And then, yeah, we all, saw, weird yeah, one, we all it? see it in real time. No, but he wasn't coming back for the ball anyway. So fight if you're fighting back for the ball, maybe you get the call, but you weren't. Um, so I didn't, I didn't hate any of the officiating calls, but they made so many mistakes, and they had the personal fouls that helped Kansas City down the field later. I just thought that Baltimore just kind of lost their poise. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and I think that um, you could even argue that they sort of lost their poise from a game planning perspective before the game started. By not right? running like, the ball, right? I mean, they had six carries by their running backs in this game. Yeah. Gus Edwards Gus had 15 on his first one and got two more carries. Justin Hill had three for three yards. And it felt like they wanted Lamar to stay in the pocket and not use his legs, which to me was just crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't, I did not understand their game plan whatsoever. Yeah. It, it there were a lot of things that are, they're going to be questioning in Baltimore as, uh, because 17 points shouldn't have been enough to beat them at home. Kansas City's got a good defense, but uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be the unanimous MVP, and he had a historic season. And they scored seven points on their home field and zero after their first drive. Bad look. Just terrible. Uh, I'm sorry, they scored three more points. Justin Tucker kicked the field goal. Right, right, right. right, right. And by the way, I I loved Kelsey and Tucker in the pregame. Loved it. Loved every second of it. (laughs) Uh, And is real quick, since it's on CBS, uh, apparently America's most watched network. Are we going to have a uh, Taylor Swift cam uh, during the Super Bowl? I don't like, know. Can I just about watch that. a channel with a camera trained on Taylor Swift the entire time? Look, Fox got the better game in the conference championships um, after we got the incredible divisional round game. I, I would predict that. I actually thought that CBS was really muted in the coverage of Taylor Swift for the conference championship game. Sure. Um, I think it'll probably be, I think it'll be a little less muted for the Super Bowl because, and I think there's a really good chance that Chiefs 49ers, great matchup, should be a shootout, totals uh, 48, and Taylor Swift's going to be there. <laughs> should be, should be, should be the highest, most watched Super Bowl in NFL history in Las Vegas on CBS and streaming, of course, on Paramount Plus. Will Brinson, I'll talk to you later, man. Appreciate your <laughs> <See> time. <laughs> Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick Six podcast moderator. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.